What's up, everybody? This is Josh Swartz. I want to thank you so much for joining me. This is the first episode of my podcast. This is something I've been wanting to do for a while. I'm super excited. So glad you could join me. First things first, if you would like to make a donation or contribution to the podcast, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Your contributions mean the world to me. They also keep this podcast rolling. So anything you can give, I truly, truly appreciate it. Now, what to expect on this podcast? A little bit of everything, man. Uh, I really have been through a lot these last two years. There's so many things I've learned about myself, and I guess I've just decided that it's time to give back, and it's time for me to kind of share some of those lessons, some of the things I've learned about myself, Uh, but also there's going to be so many other things I talk about, man, Uh, like uh, sports, movie reviews, all kinds of things. At any time, if there's anything that you guys would like me to cover, please feel free to hit me up and let me know. I would love to hear from you guys. If you guys have any questions or anything that you would like me to answer on the air, uh, just hit me up and I will do so. Uh, like I said, I am super excited to finally get this thing rolling. I've been This is something I've been thinking about doing for a while. And, uh, you know, without any further ado, let's get into it. Um, My name is Josh Swartz. Again, thank you for joining me. I am a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army. I've been in the Army for about ten and a half years. And uh, I mentioned that the last two years, you know, it's been a little rough. Uh, I think that's kind of been the consensus with every everyone, really. The last couple of years have been pretty challenging across the board for people, from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was in a four-year marriage, and then uh, I've been divorced for uh, a little over a year now. Uh, following the divorce, you know, things in my career slowly started to... Uh, I wouldn't say they declined, but I mean, there were opportunities in my career. I got orders to drill sergeant school. I got the opportunity to be a drill sergeant. Um, But I was also struggling with depression. I was struggling with alcohol abuse. Uh, Things weren't going so well. I wasn't the same guy. Long story short, I passed drill sergeant school. Uh, But before it was time for me to head to Fort Benning to do my drill sergeant time. I got arrested for DUI. And so that kind of shattered my plans and my dream of being a drill sergeant. Uh, So now, I mean, the way things look right now, my army career is still intact, but it, it really, I guess kind of was, it was a huge wake up call, obviously. The first time I've ever been arrested uh, if you've been arrested, if you've been in jail, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I wasn't even there for 24 hours, and it was enough to just scare the crap out of me. You know, it was really scary. It was um, a huge wake-up call, and it really brought me down to earth. It caused me to really go within myself and, and kind of uh, realize how much inner healing that I had to do. I also realized how big a role ego played in the last two years. Um, after my divorce, I was really just kind of doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't really acknowledging um, 
any of the pain I was feeling. I wasn't really looking at what I needed to fix, you know, in order to, in order to be able to have a happy and healthy relationship moving forward. I didn't do any of that. Um, I did do a lot of growing during that time. I've always been a huge advocate of self-improvement. I've always been really interested in health and fitness, and I've always been very creative. Um, I've done acting. I've done stand-up comedy. Uh, I played drums uh, in in several bands uh, back in high school, <clears throat> and it's still something I like to do. I also like to write. So, I mean, I there's so many outlets that I had, but... Uh, and I guess this is really, this is just a big <laughs> introduction to me, um, just to kind of give you an I give you guys an idea of, uh, what I'm about. <clears throat> and, uh, but yeah, long story short, I, you know, really struggled with alcohol, really struggled with depression and it, you know, it cost me, uh, it could cost me my career. I'm not sure. Um, right now I am enrolled in a program known as the Veterans Treatment Court Program. I go to court every week and basically, uh, this program lasts a year long. And if I complete it, my charge will be dropped. The DUI will be erased from my record. Um, but to be honest with you, I think I realized so much after my DUI that I've gotten so far away from the person that I used to be. And I saw this as an opportunity to not only get a charge erased from my record, but also to be sober for a year and to finally take steps to living the life I've always wanted. To finally take steps to becoming a better version of myself. And I've been learning so much since my DUI. And, you know, it's like they say, man, uh, I really, truly believe that sometimes our greatest loss is our, is our greatest opportunity as well. And as I look on some of the things I've learned since my DUI, I think one of the biggest things is that I was just, number one, I was so concerned with what other people thought other people's opinions. Um, it was almost like I, I wasn't an individual anymore. I, you know, was doing things I would never do. I was wearing things I would never wear. I was saying things, you know, I was just acting completely out of my ordinary. Um, and I was seeking attention and, you know, I learned. So something I did last night is I literally, I got like no sleep last night. I was on my laptop late at night and I just started writing and I actually went through and started writing down my core values uh, for moving forward. And that did a lot of things for me. For one, it helped me realize that I never really had any values in place. At least I didn't acknowledge 
what I valued. And so it really, it was a really awesome way for me to look at what I value, but not just that, what do I not value? So I looked at things that, you know, that maybe I need to get better at, and I made that a core value. I'm going to share them with you here in a second, um, but I just want to let you know where I got this idea from. So there's a book by Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I highly, highly recommend that you all read it. Amazing book, incredible book. Um, and let me just give a brief synopsis. It's not about not giving a fuck, okay? It's not about not caring about anything. It's not about being indifferent. You know, it's it's not like that. It is actually more about choosing the fucks to give. <laughs> uh, and how you choose those fucks to give are, are they in line with your values? Um, is this in line with your values? Does this serve you? If not, then drop it. If so, then okay. And Mark Manson goes on to describe that where a lot of us screw up is not just with our values, but he talks about how each value should have a metric in which it's measured. So when are you going to feel fulfilled in that value? Okay, stick with me here. I know this might get a little confusing. For example, Let's say that you value health and fitness, okay? And you tell yourself, you know, it's the beginning of 2019, my New Year's resolution, I'm gonna uh, hit the gym every single day, okay, for example. And then you miss a day. Well, then are you fulfilled in that value? No, probably not. Or maybe a better example here. Okay, I value health and fitness. I'm going to start hitting the gym. I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to put on some muscle. Come springtime, I'm going to take my shirt off. I'm going to take a picture. And my goal is to get 100 likes. Well, now, if you don't get 100 likes on that picture, you're not going to be fulfilled in that value. And that value, the metric you're using there, is extroverted, is coming from an outside opinion. It is, you no longer have any, con any control in fulfilling that value. It's all based on people liking your fucking picture. You understand? So, I sat down last night and I, I wrote down, going forward, what my core values, what I would like my core values to be. And so I'm going to talk, I'm going to share them with you here. Let me pull them up on my handy dandy laptop here. Okay, here we go. All right, so I started this off with my mission, I guess you can say. Uh, 
this isn't a destination, okay? This isn't an outcome that I'm chasing, all right? I want to make that very clear. This isn't necessarily a goal. Um, reason being, uh, and I'll, I'll get this, I'll get to this a little later, maybe even another uh, <clears throat> episode, but one of the biggest things I've been learning, you know, a lot of people talk about self-love. I've been seeing that a lot on Facebook as well. Um, and, and other social media outlets, you know, it's pretty normal in the new year. Uh, people are talking about, you know, loving themselves and, and self-love. Um, and that's great. But I mean, to be honest with you, the unconscious, the subconscious really doesn't acknowledge self-love. It's really about self-acceptance. Um, you know, uh, and for me, one of the steps of self-acceptance is not being so concerned with how things turn out, not worrying about the outcome, but appreciating the journey. Since I've developed that and kind of uh, added that to my mentality and everyday life, that's really helped me a lot. And that's what's kind of brought me to this right here. So my mission, like I said, it's not a goal, it's not an outcome. My mission is mastery. What is mastery? Well, I wrote it down here. So mastery, mastering the understanding and acceptance of self, my strengths, my weaknesses, my fears, negative inner dialogue, and taking action to defeat those fears and negative thoughts, to fulfill my needs and come to a deeper understanding of my masculine spirit, to continue to move forward and build upon and ultimately master my other values. Respect myself, stand up, sorry, I can't talk today. Stand up for my beliefs and never be afraid to be different. This value also includes mastery of the spirit, my faith in God. Mastery serves as my emotional watering hole where I can take a step back and regain consciousness of the situation rather than being in my head and initiating an emotional response. Mastery urges me to gain knowledge and wisdom and remain purposeful and disciplined. It also urges me to be true and honest with myself, to be authentic and not to diminish my character or integrity by wearing a false mask. And then I got the metric upon which the value is measured or my mission, I guess you can say, uh, is service. Looking at how I can serve not only myself, mind, body, and spirit, but how I can serve others in any situation, be it work, family, personal relationships, environmental. How can I serve my home? How can I serve my place of work to make it better for everyone else? How can I serve and give back to the world to make it a better place? Also, to practice self-respect by not serving those individuals in toxic situations that do not serve me. It allows me to become a stronger version of myself by serving others. The validation of this metric. Using the metric of service allows me to be validated by giving back. I'm not looking for what's in it for me or how I can find personal gain and feed my ego. This metric is good because I'm not relying on outside opinions or praise for validation, just simply to serve. To understand that I am a part of something bigger than myself, there is no finish line, no destination, no winner's circle. But there is a journey. 
and finding any way I can to be of service along the way will help me to be in touch with my masculine energy and with my purpose. Setting a limit to this metric by not sacrificing my self-respect ensures that I have a check system in this value, a way to check myself so that I do not ignore my own state of being and my own needs. And using this metric of validation, this value is completely balanced. This brings me to my first core value, which is discipline. Doing the right thing because I know it's right, not because I want to do it or don't feel like doing it. Discipline to me serves as the framework and foundation for the rest of my values. It takes my mind out of the equation, forcing me to be regimented and follow a system designed to promote production and destroy laziness and fear. This value will instill integrity and purpose into my life and will promote forward movement and destroy stagnation. To sit my inner child in the corner and be a man, to be a leader. Movement equals life. Now let me just explain that a little bit. So I'm sure some of you have heard the term inner child before. That's that um that's really that kindred spirit that we all have within us. Um that's your conscious, that's your, you know, the inner child is basically when you know, your sink is full of dirty dishes and you're like, oh, I don't want to do them. I'm just going to go out to eat and, you know, whatever. That's your inner child. Um, <clears throat> that's your inner child speaking to you. So, and it's crazy because, you know, I read the book years ago, Mastery by Robert Greene, and he actually talks about embracing the inner child. And you should. Listen, every person on this planet, every person that becomes an adult, we all have issues. And with my alcohol, with my arrest, my DUI, one of the biggest things I learned is that in order to begin healing, it wasn't about my divorce. It wasn't about uh, stress at work. Sure, those added to it. Those didn't help because I wasn't, I didn't have the tools at the time to behave properly and to handle those things. So I had to go back into my childhood and look at what caused me pain, what caused me hurt, what caused me to behave the way I'm behaving as an adult now. So we all do have to embrace our inner child. We have to, uh, in the book Mastery, Robert Greene talks that our inner child will really give you the answer to what your purpose may be, what you may be uh, meant for, you know, what uh, you should maybe be doing for a living. Robert Greene says that when we're kids, you know, that is as about as honest as you will ever be as a human being. And when you're about three or four years old, you're basically in that don't give a fuck stage as a toddler where you're discovering things, you're learning how to talk, and you're just saying whatever you feel. And a lot of times, you know, Robert Greene goes on in his book to say that a lot of times when children talk about what they want to be when they grow up, that it is, it's for real. It's the truth. 
it's it's a hundred percent them speaking from the soul. But as life goes on and outside forces, outside opinions, society, whatever it may be, uh, sometimes, you know, we move away from those dreams that we may initially have. So that can be a cause. Your upbringing can be a cause of your inner child needing healing. The biggest thing is you do want to embrace your inner child. You do want to keep that childlike spirit alive within you, but you do not want it to run you. And to be honest with you, that's what I was doing. (laughs) I was a 32-year-old basically doing whatever the hell I felt like doing. I was going with the flow, bro. That's, that's what I was doing. I was ignoring my responsibilities. I was putting me first in everything, in relationships, uh, in my job. I was super selfish. And that is what your inner child will lead you to do. It's that toddler that is screaming jumping up and down, throwing a temper tantrum, stomping on the ground, rolling around, throwing things till it gets its own way. You have to sit that kid in the corner, tell him to shut the hell up, and then you handle things. So that's what I'm talking about there as uh, for discipline. Now, movement equals life. That is a... That's something that I kind of started thinking about this week. So in the Army, uh, my time as a squad leader, I've used this a lot with training soldiers, training uh, young leaders, especially young leaders. Anytime I have a new team leader, uh, you know, a a new E5 sergeant, this is pretty popular, you know, uh, because they're just learning to lead men. They're, you know, for the first time. And so anytime we would be doing a training exercise, something that you'll see a lot is that maybe a young specialist who's in a team leader position or a sergeant will freeze. Uh, They won't take charge. They won't make a decision because they're afraid of making the wrong decision. So one of the first things that I try to train to my team leaders is that movement equals life. And if you're in a combat situation and bullets are flying, you know, Everything's going to shit. You have to take action. You have to move forward. You have to make a decision. Even if it's the wrong decision, we'll talk about it later. But you have to make a decision because if you stay put, if you allow fear to creep in, if you allow stagnation to happen, if you allow that inner child to lay there and cry, you're dead. You're done. And... Something I learned after my DUI, I realized that the way I was living my life, I was not moving. I was staying still. I was allowing that inner child to weep. I was carrying around a victim mentality. I was waiting for someone to come up and fix my own mess instead of taking action. So with this core value with discipline. That is what I'm aiming to do. 
All right, so next. I hope that makes sense. If you guys have any questions about any of this stuff, listen, I am really, really into philosophy, psychology, uh, but I also love entertainment, sports. I can talk about anything. Like I said, if you enjoy this podcast, please let me know what you think, what you want to hear. Um, I can talk about anything. I read a lot. Um, so moving on here, my second one, my second core value is creativity. Doing things that ignite my creative spirit, whether it is writing, performing, speaking, drawing, working out, whatever it may be. It serves as an engine of self-expression that will reawaken my passion by allowing me the simple joy of embracing my God-given gifts. It will align me with my higher self and bring me in touch with my true spirit. It will also force me out of my comfort zone to confront fears. Metric upon which the value is measured is ensuring that I express myself, be it through art, performance, writing, or speaking, like I'm doing right now, <laughs> and to ensure that I do it for the sole purpose of self-expression, not to please an audience or cater to others or censor myself in order to meet others' comfortability. Metric validation. This metric ensures I stay true to myself and builds authenticity. It allows me to dive deeper into my soul to gain a better understanding of who I am and what my purpose is. It also coincides with my other values and helps to build upon them. Number three is consistency. Now this is the one that, this is one of those values where um, I picked this value because it is a huge weakness for me. Um, it is, it is a very, very big weakness. And I think that's one of the reasons I finally took action and started this podcast because it requires me to be consistent. Um, you know, it requires me to hold people's attention. It requires me to work. So, you know, uh, so far with this podcast alone, all three of the values I've mentioned, discipline, creativity, and consistency, are they're relevant and they're included. So I want to be completely clear that this podcast, um, me doing this podcast, is for me. This is a part of my journey of self-acceptance and becoming the best version of myself. And I really hope that you continue to join me on it. Um, like I said, uh, I am open to talking about anything. I'm open, open to answer any questions that you may have regarding your journey. So please feel free to hit me up. Give me something to talk about. All right, consistency. Being consistent and thorough and holding myself to high standards. To use my other values as a measuring stick for my consistency. Consistency is my ability to take action on all values, to promote ultimate transformation of my mind, body, and spirit by adhering to my values day in and day out and respecting myself by not allowing myself to take the easy way out and settle. 
to demand more of myself in order to see just what I'm simply capable of. Not to earn a reward or praise from others, just to see what I'm capable of. To stay consistent in gaining knowledge and staying consistent, finding and serving my purpose. The metric upon which this value is measured is my progress and upholding the virtues laid out in my other values. If I'm lacking in my mission or in any of my values, this is what I need to clean up, period. So I hope that makes sense. Basically, consistency, I value consistency and I'm basically measuring it based on how disciplined I'm being, how creative I'm being, how productive I am being, period. If I'm lacking in one of those areas, then I know I'm lacking in consistency as well. The metric validation is the execution of other values. This metric is my ultimate gut check. Forces me to stay consistent in order to ensure progress, all my other values, and ultimate transformation into a better version of myself. Execution or lack of execution in my mission or other values provides an easy map to lead me back to what I need to clean up, which would be simply executing and taking, taking action in self-discipline, creativity, and mastery, etc. Number four, this is probably my favorite one. This is the last one. And then we're going to wrap it up. Abundance mentality. Abundance celebrates joy, satisfaction, and fulfillment in the success of others. It eliminates and is the polar opposite of scarcity. Instead of having a mentality of viewing the road as there is only so much power, so much wealth, so much attention that you have to grab as much as you can and only serving the self. <clears throat> Embracing a mentality of abundance celebrates and promotes faith. Faith in God, faith in self, faith in an idea. In this case, that idea is my purpose. This value encourage, encourages visualization and manifestation rather than selfish entitlement, which is a big thing as well. I, w I was talking, I talked briefly about ego um, and Mark Manson talks about this in, in his book, uh, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, having a sense of entitlement, thinking that we deserve this and we deserve that. Um, that, that I was a victim of that. I was, I was definitely guilty of that. And, um, so that in itself, that in my ego, that is why I chose this value, abundance mentality. The metric upon which value is measured is giving back what I lack, manifesting what I want by giving it back to the outside world, be it money, recognition, love, etc. Seeking opportunities to improve and learn instead of investing time and energy in forms of scarcity like television, uh, news, metric validation, giving back and giving true authentic value to others. This metric allows me to take accountability and to not dwell on the past, whether it be past pain, failure, etc., but to simply give back to the universe whatever it is I feel I am lacking. 
The limit to this metric is not expecting anything back and not dwelling on what I don't have, but simply giving back what I lack and then forgetting about it. Let it go and move forward. So there you have it, folks. Those are my brand spanking new Joshua Swartz 2.0 core values. What are your core values? Do you have core values? I strongly encourage if you do not have any values in place in your life, take some time out for yourself. Look within. Write them down. What do you value? How are you going to measure that value? Uh, Listen, I put this off for a long time, and I don't know why, because it's me. You know what I mean? Like, this is my life here. This is me and how I'm choosing to live my life. So don't be like me. Don't put it off until life smacks you in the ass and humbles you, because it will. Continue to work on you. Remember that whatever you're striving for right now, whatever outcome you're obsessed with, you are enough right now. You are enough. And whatever you want in your life, be it love, be it um, success, you already have those things within you. Otherwise, you wouldn't want them. They have to be, an idea has to be within you, meaning you have to already possess it in order to want it or want more of it. So whatever you're looking for right now, look no further. You have it. It's within you. You are enough. I'm Josh Swartz, everybody. Once again, thank you so much for joining me on this first episode. I will catch you next time. Again, any contributions, donations that you uh, give to the show, it helps the show, keeps it alive, keeps it moving. And I am so, so thankful for your ears. I'm so thankful for any donations you throw our way. So thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Josh Swartz, and you are awesome. You are enough. Be real, and I will talk to you guys next time.